This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Episode 365 with Megan Maroney, where I just found her song on, on Instagram Reels. I mean, literally, that was it. I, was, I didn't even flip through Reels. I think Reels kind of sucks, honestly, Mike. At least compared to TikTok. Yeah, I hardly get on them. I, if I do get on it, I don't ever flip. Now, I, I found her flipping. I was kind of rolling through. I don't know why. I flip on TikTok all day long. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I can do that for half an hour, 45 minutes. It's crazy how much time passed on TikTok. I mean, they definitely have the algorithm down. Yeah. They know where Instagram's algorithm isn't near as strong. Not I get any- some weird crap on, on the reels. Especially right now. So, I don't know what I was looking at. Maybe flipped up once, and I saw this song, Tennessee Orange. Now, not so much a big Tennessee fan. Don't know why I was drawn to it. But, you know, with the show that I programmed, the Women of I Heart Country, where I picked the music there, and the, the countdown show that, that I do on the weekends, you know, I'm always looking for new stuff to play. You, you're doing the same thing. Yep. And so I was like, well, let me hear this. Let me hear, hear if she's any good. And not only was she good, but the song was really good. I was like, dang, that's awesome. So I said, uh, screenshot, text to Mike, hey, why don't we get her up here? Song's blowing up. Like, it's really a big deal for her. Christian Bush is, I think, one of the producers, or if not the producer on the song. He is. Yeah, from Sugarland, who I didn't know that. And Christian and I know each other and have worked together in the past in, in a couple of different ways. But Megan Maroney is her name. I think you're going to like this. She went to the University of Georgia. She's not a Tennessee fan. She says it. But it's about meeting a guy who makes you go, okay, I'll wear your team's colors. To which I said, I've never worn Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't? Yeah. I don't think Kaylin's worn Arkansas either. Oh, okay. I, I take that back. I think she has worn Arkansas. If like it's cold in the house and there's nothing but an Arkansas hoodie nearby. What does she wear to a game then? To what game? Like an Arkansas game? Yeah, Arkansas game. A black shirt? Normal? Okay. Yeah, or a white shirt. You know, we won't be disrespectful and wear the other team, our team, to the other game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she won't really wear a hog. She'll wear it again if it's cold in the house and it's just a hoodie. That's fine. <laughs> but other than that, she's the same way. We're, we're loyal folks. And you can tell Megan is too, but... You know, she said she had this song. So I want you to hear this about her life. And she went to school to be an accountant. And now here she is blowing up. It's pretty cool. This is Megan Maroney. You can follow her, Meg Maroney, on TikTok and Instagram. And it's episode 365. Hope you enjoy it. I guess I was introduced to you through just scrolling through reels. That's it. I literally, it's the best way now for me to find new artists. And I was scrolling through and I, I saw your song, Tennessee Orange. And I literally thought, Oh, I don't want to hear about Tennessee. I don't hear the volunteers. They're they're good this year. And Arkansas is pretty good too. But but then I was like, let me listen to this song. And it kind of flips, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, little tricky because you're not really a Tennessee fan. And so let's, so let's learn about you for a second because you went to the University of Georgia. I did. Did you grow up in Georgia? I did. I grew up um, in Douglasville, Georgia, which is like west of Atlanta. And then... Um, What's Douglasville like? Like when you drive into your town, what do you see? We have a signature big mailbox. Um, I actually moved, so my parents moved out of Douglasville after I graduated high school, so I haven't been back there in a while, but um, 
I'd say it's like pretty established. Like it's not small, but it operates like a small town where everyone knows everything about everyone. How big was the um, school you went to? I graduated with I think like 500 people, so it's oh, yeah. decent size. But um, I remember like I was one of the very few people that like went to a school like UGA. A lot of people like you know they go to local schools and stuff like that. I thought that was my big event, my life event well, that, that was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, I thought that's I thought UGA was gonna be it. So. so you go to Georgia and you plan to do what when you enter your freshman year? Did you declare a major or did you just kind of wait and see? I went to UGA to be an accountant. So, so what? What interested <laughs> you in numbers? Like, why? Um, I took so my mom was an accountant, and um, I took an accounting. I had some accounting classes in high school, and out of everyone, I was like the one that that was passing the test. So I was like, I'm, if I'm okay at it, I guess like I'll just go to school for that. And because I, I don't know, it's like looking back, I'm like, what was I doing in high school? I, was, I guess I was just like studying a lot and making good grades my parents like thought that a b was the end of the world so high standards yeah did you have older siblings i have a, two older brothers yeah and were they good students oh yeah my brother is like the smart one i he was in the ib program um which is like what's, I, what's ib stand for international baccalaureate <laughs> okay yeah, 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 yeah. i don't even know okay so the high standards so though, they, they were put on you because your older siblings were really good in school oh yeah yeah. And so you're the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. And you're finishing high school and you're doing pretty good in grades, I assume. Right. you had to. And I got into Georgia. I almost followed my high school boyfriend to Kennesaw State. Which would have been a nightmare and a disaster. I don't even know your <laughs> high school boyfriend, but that's never a good move. <laughs> it's never, It's never yeah. a good move. It's never. My mom was not going to allow that to happen anyways. So you go to Georgia. It's all, Georgia's awesome. <laughs> Big right. school. Mm-hmm. Kind of a culture change because you're at a massive university. Is it different than high school? Oh, yeah. There's, like, I think 45,000 people that were at UGA when I was, and it's just it's just such a different— lo- Like, you just meet all kinds of different people, and I feel like in my hometown, it's kind of, like, the same kind of people. You're used to that, and then you, like, go to college with all these— diff- I think it was—I grew the most in my first year of college than I ever did, like, living in my hometown, so. So uh, how long until you realize you hate or love accounting? Uh, um— I think by the end of my freshman year, I think I made like a 52 on a test. And I was like, it's not looking so good. I barely know half the material. <laughs> was it because it was harder or because there were so many distractions? Oh, it was hard. I So I had an 8 a.m. Like my accounting, I purposely had it at 8 a.m. So that it would make me go every single day. And I'd get up early and stuff. And I was I studied so much. And I still, like I studied for weeks. And you I still, still made a 52, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I've been humbled. <laughs> so you finished freshman year, and at this point, and I know you grew up, there, there was some music in the family your, your whole mm-hmm. life, right? Right. Because one of your brothers, was he playing music? Yep, and my dad, um, my dad plays guitar and piano, and so does my brother. So um, I grew up around music. So what did you do musically, though, as a kid around music? Did you ever hop in like the... Uh, the family band, you sing at church. Everybody's got some sort of story when they weren't really in music, but it kind of introduced them to the fact they might like it. So my dad and I used to like sing in the living room all the time. Like that was every night basically. And um, when I got an Instagram, I started to like post post us doing that. How old um, were you when you were posting you, you and your dad singing? High school. Okay. So probably like 16-ish. Um, and then I did some talent shows. Um, I was in chorus. I was in acapella, the acapella group. I was in musical theater. So I hated were, the acting part. But you were very interested <laughs> in music then. Yeah. Like, I, I, I liked music, but I never thought of it as, like, a career. Like, that was way out of my, you know, reach in my mind. What did your dad do musically? Was it just a, a hobby? Did he ever try to make it a music? When he was younger, he was in a band that, like, traveled around his hometown, I think. Um, but it's mostly just a hobby. And your brother? Same. My brother's an attorney. We've tried to get him to quit his job and... I'm on the road with me, but not successfully. <laughs> to play? Yeah. I bet the money's not near as good, honestly. Yeah, yeah he's like a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. So. In Georgia? Um, South Carolina. Okay. So you have a musical background. You go to college and you're studying accounting, but are you doing anything for fun musically your freshman year? Do you ever go Do you go sing or do, even do karaoke because you have like an itch you need to scratch? So I was still posting the covers like when I would go home. And so my I was in a sorority and my sorority kind of knew me as the country singer just because I was posting country covers, whatever. But 
we it first started with this like pageant that the sororities put on and we needed a representative for my sorority and you know no one wanted to do it because there's the talent section you mean to compete to compete against each other right so you're the representative for your sorority against other sororities yeah and And i was a freshman and they bribed me with chick-fil-a gift cards to do it yeah i would have done it too for that (laughs) yeah i was like okay fine i'll do it whatever i sang strawberry wine with my dad and he he, he came over and and, yeah he did yeah so we sang that and i ended up winning like i won this pageant and there was like real pageant girls that were in like miss georgia and like like i had to like walk up to a microphone do a little spin like it was like it was terrifying for me but i liked the talent part but so that happened so then i was really known as the country singer in the sorority because everyone was like oh she won miss sorority row and she sang strawberry wine so country singer when you performed that in this talent show did you feel like dang i'm actually pretty good they really like me like what is that feeling after you perform live in front of all those people for the first time or was you just terrified at the whole pageant and you it just, was terrifying yeah. the entire time i had anxiety the entire time because like there were outfit changes um there's like a game day section i had to answer a question live and i just it was it really freaked me out but the did you feel like you nailed it though the talent part yes yeah and i i don't know i didn't take it too seriously um so i think that might have helped <laughs> what do you win if you win the pageant more gift cards and i got a crown and a sash <laughs> I'm trying to think did I don't that think make I... you want to do any more type of pageants no Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually I do think that we got a check for our philanthropy like that. Oh, was, that's cool. Um, that's yeah. like the winning thing for the sorority, right? I think I won that, but as far as personal things, yeah, they were just like, "Cool, here's a sash." Did they post that <laughs> singing on any social media? If you sing, I don't think so. So, did you have any videos go even semi-viral prior to that? Like you're, oh, you're in high no. school? No, no, no. And so to continue, you know, I was known as a country singer, and then. Um, our philanthropy event in the spring was um, a John Langston concert. We pay, we paid him to come play, and obviously our budget, um, we used all our budget on him, and we needed an opener, and they were like, well, Megan's a country singer. Um, I wasn't writing at the time, so I sang like three cover songs. Super weird. Um, and What'd you sing? Uh, probably Strawberry Wine, if I had to take a guess, and then probably White Liar by Miranda, and um, probably another Miranda song, <laughs> It was super weird looking back, um, but at that, it was like in a field, and Chase Rice was there trying to promote his Georgia theater show that was like in a month, and somehow by the end of the day, he was like, you can open for me at the Georgia theater, but I need you to have an original song, because it's weird if you just play covers. So I wrote my very first song to be able to open for him at the Georgia theater. What was that first song? It's called Stay a Memory. Is it, is it good, or do you look at it now and go, that one? Um... I wouldn't ever do anything with it now, but for a first song, they were like clever. When you played the theater show, because I'm assuming it happened, Mm -hmm. most people you ever played in front of? Oh, yeah. Nervous? Oh, yeah. I practiced for weeks, though, with my dad and my brother. Did they play Um, with you? Yeah. That's cool. Like a three-piece? Yeah, and it was like an acoustic thing, and yeah, I was so nervous. And? How'd it go? I mean, it was great. Now that I write my own songs, um, I really don't like playing covers too much because I can't remember the words. Like, that used to give me horrible anxiety, having to play, like, 30 minutes of covers, basically, because I'm like, I don't know what they were thinking in the second verse. <laughs> I've heard it's, like, wide open spaces. I can never remember the second verse for some reason. But <laughs> So you play at this sorority concert party. Then you play at a theater show. At this point, are you going, maybe I can do... And then where are you in school, too? So did you stop doing accounting? Um, so... The same time I was making a 52 on the accounting test was around the same time that I played that first show. And when I played the first show, that was like my first real, like, it wasn't a talent show. It wasn't musical theater. It wasn't, it was like me performing and I like fell in love with it. And I told my parents, like, I got to drop out because Chase Rice told me that I'm, I'm good enough to drop out. <laughs> my parents were like, yeah, no, you know, that's long, not happening. How long ago was this? Um, I am 24, and that happened. I was 19. Like so, th- four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Chase Rice was at a sorority party promoting a show. Him and John were friends too. I'm not exactly sure what the deal was. Sure, John didn't say Chase. I'm doing a sorority party. Come to the show. I, yeah, that's probably how yeah. it went down. I, I would have said too. Like I'm promoting a show, but it's cool that he saw you. Like I like it all worked yeah. out. But I never. I mean, it sounds a little fishy. Chase is just at a sorority party. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. They went up at, he sang a song with John. Like, John brought him out and was like, Chase Rise. I mean, that's he's cool. playing at the Georgia Theater next month. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
<laughs> so you played this show. I, did you think maybe I don't want to do school anymore? Oh, I yeah, I asked my parents. I'm like, you know, I got to do it while I'm young. Like, I better get there soon because Nashville's so cutthroat and I got to, you know what I mean? And my parents were like, yeah, well, tough. <laughs> so. so you go back to school? Oh, yeah. You change your major? Mm-hmm. To what? So wrote out the accounting wave until the end of my freshman year. And then the beginning of my sophomore year, I changed to marketing and digital marketing. And then I applied for the music business program. So I graduated with all those things. Um, when you do digital, what does that even mean? It's it's all just social media marketing, any sort of like like email marketing. Does that help you now a little bit with? Oh, yeah. Because I would think that's a pretty cool skill to learn. Right. And in college, um, since I was in a sorority and all my friends were posting pictures all the time, that's kind of how I got started to grow my following. Um, so I did the influencer thing in college. So marketing just made sense. It's always made sense. <laughs> what were you influencing? Like, what was your specialty as an influencer? I was literally doing like anything Fat Fit Fun and everything. Box? Oh, yeah, I, I did that. I did a lot of hair products. Um, and I did that all even through COVID. I was doing that to pay my bills. So I hated it, though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we do a lot of things to pay our bills that we hate, yeah. especially early on. God, like I did. I did a lot of, <laughs> lot of things. Um, so you're getting all this stuff sent to you for free? Yeah, and yeah. I was getting paid. Like it. Well, first it started with doing stuff for free, and then I started to get free stuff and getting paid. And I was like, well, this is great. <laughs> Were you still doing covers and are doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And how big did your Instagram? I'm assuming this is mostly on Instagram. Yeah. How how big did your following get when you were? Just doing covers. You haven't moved to Nashville yet, but you're also, you know, being able to pay your bills by being an influencer. I think I was at like 60,000 followers or something. Can you make decent money with 60,000 followers? Mm-hmm. I had an agent that would like get me deals. Wow. And um, yeah. And so that's how, I mean, that's how what I had to do during COVID because when I moved to Nashville, I really wanted to focus on writing songs. And so having a job that was like nine to five, I knew that it would drain me mentally um, so I needed something with like a super flexible schedule. So I'd be freaking up at 6 a.m. recording my CBD drops, like <laughs> smiling, pretending to care. <laughs> like, <laughs> you finished school and do you move right to Nashville? Um, yes. So I, COVID happened like March. I graduated in May on Zoom and then I moved to Nashville in June. Were you bummed it had to be a Zoom graduation? A little bit, but since, like, all that started in March and we were just, like, stuck, I was kind of ready to move on. I'm like, if I can't have a normal senior year, yeah. I just want to, like, close that book and move on. My um, wife got her master's during COVID, and she was like, dang, I don't even get a graduation. Yeah, it was weird, but, uh, like, I haven't actually been back to Athens since I graduated. Really? Yeah. You move up here, do you find a friend? How, where do you live? How do you do this? Facebook group. I found a roommate. Um, that was interesting. Is and it ad, actually worked out really well. Is the ad like, hey, I do music. I'm looking for somebody else that does music. Or is it just like, hey, I'm just looking for a room. Like, what What do you say? I was just, I think I remember saying, like, I just graduated college and I need a roommate, want a two-bedroom, like, no pets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, something something basic like that. And it actually ended up being a girl that went to UGA, too, but we just didn't know each other. Um, and it worked out great. I've been really fortunate with roommates. They've all been, like, normal so you must be pretty clean then i well <laughs> i'm messy but not in a dirty way you know what i mean like yes. i'm not dirty there's a, and there's but, a difference yeah. in messy and dirty right messy brings bugs right messy no, no, dirty, no brings dirty brings bugs. bugs messy is just clothes right clothes, clothes everywhere. are easy to pick and up yes exactly um i'm not gonna like you know i would yell over like someone leaving their dirty dish out for like a week you know what i mean dirty. that's dirty yeah. but like messy if you just have a shirt on like the couch i'm not going to be like and that's also easy to pick up for somebody else too if they're, right. just, they're just messy <laughs> so you move here during covid yeah this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or you like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. 
Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. So what do you do? Because it's not like you can go out to any of the, like the listening room or it, you yeah, just play it at was, the house, play at the apartment? It was weird. Um, I really just started writing by myself a lot. Um, I wrote that first song for the Georgia Theater, and then I got my heart broken pretty bad my junior year, and I wrote a song then. And then other than that, though, I was so consumed with schoolwork, I really didn't have the mental capacity to like write all the time did you play any shows though when you're at georgia did you go play in any sort of uh, cafes or bars or i don't even know what yeah i got invited um the promoter like in the athens area kind of like i got to open a bunch of shows first of three you know when they needed to sell a couple more tickets um because they knew my sorority all my people would come out you know um and then i played like i remember there's this uh, place called the office bar and grill i would play there like all the time just covers that because i'm like i would write I probably in college wrote like two or three songs. Did you feel like at the the pizza place, the office or whatever it's called, right? It's called the office. Yeah. Did you feel like you're playing and not everybody's listening because they're eating and they're living their life? But did you feel like you were getting better because you were playing for two or three, four hours at a time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I got to do it with my dad and my brother. They would come for those kind of things too. So it was really just, um, I think that kind of laid the foundation for like, me performing because it's I'm like thankful I had some experience before coming to Nashville you know and I'm not just like thrown to the wolves at least I've gotten up in front of people right um you start playing writing music in your apartment right you're right writing mm-hmm. by yourself yeah I'm writing by myself when did that somewhat normalize as to people you go to their house or you go to their apartment and write like when did you start going okay I need to get out and start doing co-writes uh, Julie actually set that up. So I met Julie through Christian Bush, my producer, and that happened because I was his intern when I was in the music business program. You were Chris- Christian's intern? Yeah, and a- Brandon, his brother. That's fine. In Atlanta. They're- yeah. I mean, I know Christian really well. Christian and I have written songs together. Oh, so, awesome. And t- Christian's toured, we've toured together. So Christian and I are, are, are pretty close in that regard. So you're interning for them at the studio they have there? Um. Yeah, so it was, I would come in like, once every couple weeks, but I was doing all their publishing stuff, helping with release plans and stuff like that. So it was like, and I kind of kept my head down and I wasn't like, hey, hey I'm Sugar a songwriter. I'm, hey, to, Sugar Lang, I'm trying to. <laughs> I know. I yeah. walked into their studio and I saw Grammy on the wall and I was like, I am keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> when did you finally tell him that music or, or, or Brandon, either one, that music was kind of a passion? When I'm actually, so they knew I was moving to Nashville, but um, it's like a whole other story. I'm, yeah, but, tell it. My parents kind of, so my parents are, have always been super supportive, um, but they weren't going to let me just move to Nashville because I, you know what I mean? Like, I think they were comfortable with me moving to Nashville because they knew I had a marketing degree and a music business degree. And so 
it was, I don't even know where I was going with that. You, you moved to Nashville. Your parents were like, hey, but Christian and oh, Brandon. Oh, Christian and Brandon. So yeah, they didn't know yet. They knew I was moving to Nashville, but you know, with how my parents kind of framed it too, it's like, you can go try. And then, you know, I had to, when, as soon as I moved to Nashville, I was um, applying for jobs every day and I had to show my parents because they were like, you can't just like, I'm moving and I don't have any plans. And it's so. What, what about your influencer work? Did they not count that as, as work? Well, it it was, but they knew I wasn't passionate about it. You know, like it was, it was just, it's not my thing. So I moved and I, you know, start writing songs and Christian, I told Christian, he checked in like three months after I'd moved. And I'm like, honestly, it's not going great. <laughs> like, you know, the people that want to write with me are like, a little creepy. I met him at Tin Roof <laughs> and it's not going great. Right. And so he was like, I need to introduce you to Julie. Um, and so then she And so she booked my first co write, which so I moved in June. My first co write was in December on Zoom with Ben Williams, who has a lot of songs with me. On Zoom, that's an interesting first co write because usually when you walk into a room the first ten times, or if you walk into a room with somebody who's had a lot of success. You're like, okay, the pressure's on me. I got to say something cool. I got to have a line. I got to have an idea. I wonder, it, when you're doing a Zoom, was it just you two? Yeah, it was. Did you feel that and, pressure? I mean, a little a little bit. But at the time, since I was so used to writing by myself, I would come into rights with like four different courses I had written. I'd be like, which one do you like? Let's write this one. So I didn't think it was that weird because I had never written anyways. So I was just like... Mm. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> How'd it go? How'd it go your first write? Um, we wrote a song called Barefoot Wine. It's pretty good. But um, Did you like collaborating? Yeah. What I found is like I liked writing alone because it kind of, you know, it, it made me figure out exactly what I want to say and what I wouldn't say because I have no help. But there are some times where I can like write a killer chorus, but I'm like, I need another brain to think like, how could this be even cooler in the verse? You know what I mean? Um, so I... Yeah, I love co-writing now. So you finished that first song called Barefoot Wine. Mm-hmm. Did it ever see the light of day? Uh no, but I still talk about it a lot. I think we should re I think we should look back at it again. <laughs> but And then you just start writing every day, every couple of days, every few days. Yeah, Julie had me writing like multiple times a week. I was still um when was that? So that was December 2020 and I dropped my first single Wonder February 2021. Um, and I quit the influencer thing January of 20. Once I started being like, okay, I have someone that's going lit- to like hook me up with co-writes. I feel like I have like an in now. So I'm going to stop this influencer thing because I didn't want people to like go to my page and be confused on what was going on. That's a good you know? idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you have money saved up? Yeah. Right, good for you. You saved in, so, like CBD money. You saved up from all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's awesome that you could save money right. and move to town. I'm going to play. We have this stupid legal rule now. We can't play more than five seconds of a song. But Mike, can you play five seconds of wonder, please? Yep. So how'd that go? You you put it out. Did you feel that people were streaming it? Because now it's got a couple million streams. But back then, did you feel like it was moving at all? Um, I did. It, so I was actually I posted a snippet of wonder because I wanted to release this song called Haven't Met Yet, and I was just I knew that I had to keep the the TikTok content, like, consistent. Um, so I just posted Wonder as, like, a throwaway thing, um, and it blew up. So I was like, well, now I can't release this other song because if I... I had never had, like, a million views on anything, you know what I mean? And there were several several million views on that. Um, so I literally... I got with Julie, and I was like, well, how are we going to do this? I guess I'll just put it out. And, um, I mean, for... The problem was, too, is I was growing my TikTok... And my socials, but I didn't have any, like, I didn't have a Spotify account. So people were like trying to look me up and these songs that I've written. And they're like, who even is this girl? Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that, like, I wanted to redo the vocals on that song. Like, it just like wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be, but we didn't have time. So I was like, we might as well just capitalize on this opportunity. And, you know, it's, it's a song that I wrote by myself and I was a little bit, a little bit tipsy on the beach. <laughs> so. Can you hear you being tipsy when you listen back to it? Not not singing, um, but like your, how the you thoughts. Yeah, yeah because we were at the beach, and the song is about my best friend Natalie, and she was like, she was kind of dating this guy that was like, she just didn't know where they stood, and I was like having the drunk girl to girl talk. I was like, girl, if he liked you, you would know. He would not make you wonder, and that's how like that kind of came to be. And then I, they were, I just started like I was. I remember being like knee deep, and I just started like saying stuff. 
And then it started, then I like had the whole first verse and chorus and I was like, well, shit. So then I went back up to the house, got my guitar and finished it. And surprisingly, so I don't really put that in my set anymore. And um, I have girls that'll come up and they're like, why didn't you play Wonder? Like Wonder got me over my ex and that kind of stuff. So I think it is special, but it definitely wasn't perform. I mean, I guess for not having any music out, it did all right. But. So Wonder, you put it out. Then what? What's the next song that, that you put on either TikTok that blew up or I, I have Hair Salon here. Yeah. Was that was that next or close to next? So I put out a song called Haven't Met Yet and I actually took it off DSPs. Really? Um, before Hair Salon came out just because it's just one of those things where I knew I needed something to follow up, but streaming wise, it wasn't doing as well. And it just does, it's not really me, that song. I don't know why, how I wrote it, but it was like a super love song. Um, and that's just like branding wise. Well, who'd you write it with? Why do you feel it like it was that? by myself? And you don't know how you wrote it. No, I I think I must have watched some like romance movie or something <laughs> and felt that way because I couldn't even like I hated playing it. I it was just I think I think it's still on YouTube somewhere, but it was just um I knew like going forward I wanted songs that were 100% me and I didn't, you know, I want to make that accessible to my fans but not like have it be what I'm known for. Right. Uh, let me play some of hair salon. Mike, if you're at that. Then you found one, now I'm heartbroken, heartbroken in a hair salon. I'm assuming you wrote this one. Was it by yourself or with somebody else? So that one was written with Ben Williams, Mackenzie Carpenter, Micah Carpenter. And so hair salon, is who, who goes in with the idea? Me. Okay. Um, I actually, the first uh, line of the song is called up Bernadette. She had a 10 a.m. My hometown hairstylist, her name's Bernadette. Does and she I, know she's been name, yeah, oh, name yeah. checked? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a video on my um, Instagram of her talking about the song, and she kind of like did this promo video for my EP. It was really cute. But anyways, um, yeah, I had the idea, and we wrote half of it the first day, and then we we almost didn't write that day. But by like 12.30, I had found this random note in my phone that was like, I heard you finally found the one sitting there in the chair at the hair salon. I looked out the window to keep myself from crying because I wrote that because I had a dream about hair salon happening. And so... You had a I, dream about hair salon happening, meaning the like song? Like the song happening. It yeah. didn't... Yeah. That song is basically about your favorite ex getting engaged, you know, and it's traumatizing. You have a favorite ex? I do. You have a least favorite ex? I do. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, never, I guess I've never classified mine, Mike, as favorite and least. They're just all exes at this point. <laughs> this festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecovis store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. 
Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. And so, okay, so uh, you dreamed of Hair Salon. You put it out. Were you happy with how, how everything yeah, about it? Yeah, that, that came out uh, April of this year. So I think writing Hair Salon, I was telling, um, I can't remember who, but recently, like, as far as my writing, I really didn't start writing until the beginning of COVID, you know, consistently. And it took me until Hair Salon to, like, really have confidence as a writer. Like, I felt that that song is complete, you know, like... It definitely was a turning point where I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is good. I can do this. <laughs> so you felt good going into rights. Like you were actually yeah. bringing something. In, right. In, uh, that's good. I mean, confidence in the, when working with other people that you admire, it's tough to get, but it's, it's so valuable to have because you feel comfortable sharing. It's a very vulnerable thing to right. write, to share emotions and go, hey, how can we work on <laughs> right. this emotion that I would never share with anybody in the public except for right now, which we're going to write a song about. Right. It's a very vulnerable thing to be able to do. How long did it take you to be able to just do that, open up with, to other people and go, let's create a song out of my pain? Um, well, I feel like I've always been pretty vulnerable. Like I will, I'm an oversharer. If you like, when I meet people, they know my entire life story immediately. That's a good quality to have <laughs> if you're going to be a songwriter. Yeah. yeah. I have no shame. I'm like, what do you want to know? Like we're in the writer's room. I'm like, yo, how bad was it? I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so that part has always kind of come naturally, but just as a songwriter, it's, it's tough when you... Because you just got to keep doing it till you get something good, you know. That's like the and I try not to put too much pressure on getting a good one every time. But um, Hair Salon was definitely the first song where I was like, okay, this is really good, cool. <laughs> Whenever you wrote Tennessee Orange, did you feel like that one was different, or I don't want to say better, but I'll say better. Did you feel like it was better than the other ones? No, I actually we almost didn't put it out. Um, I. I obviously liked the concept of the song and it was cool and it was very me because I went to UGA, all that stuff. But um, we just weren't sure about the timing and stuff because I just put out the EP. So it was like, do we, is that going to water it down by putting out a new single? Um, but we kind of just trusted our gut and we were like, well, I write so much that I'll probably have another UGA song next year that I like more than this one. So if this one's going to have a moment, it needs to be now. Did you feel like you were betraying UGA <laughs> by talking about Because it would be tough for me. I'm such an Arkansas fan. It would be tough for me to sing a song about, even write a song called Georgia Bulldog Love. You know, that would be tough. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I put at the end the in. Sorry, I can't speak. I put in the end of the song, I still want the dogs to win, and I think I redeemed myself there. Um, but I also make going to UGA part of my personality. Like anyone I meet, I'm like, hey, I am a UGA graduate. Um, so I, I just think it's like a love story, and it's cute. So <laughs> do you write this in COVID on Zoom? No, this was written um, this year. Um, I wrote it with Paul Jenkins, David Fanning, and Ben Williams. So you go into the room, I'm always curious at how concepts end up where they where they are tennessee orange so how does this come about who what's what's the idea that someone has or a line that someone has that turns into the song um so based on a true story and so i had the in georgia they call it a sin i'm wearing tennessee orange for him because um you already had that line yeah got it um and i it was one of those things where i had never written with david or paul ben williams is my go-to guy so i was i was just you know i'm like okay well ben's here and i'm like when i get excited about ideas i know you're supposed to like save them for you know what i mean like for big for right? supposedly for cool rights you're built yeah um but that's a cool right right yeah, yeah. yeah is that were you saving it for that no i i thought of it the morning of and oh. i was so excited about the idea that i was like this is all I want to write today. So I had like the waltz. Like, did you thing lead in, my in head. with that? Did you lead in and go, okay, this is what I want to write? Or yeah. did you let everybody say their thing? <laughs> oh, the, no. Uh, I was like, guys, I'm so excited about this cool. and we have to write it. And I'm from UGA and I don't even know if you guys care about the SEC, but this is what I want to write. 
So how fast did the song kind of fall out? Um, I think it was pretty standard. It was probably four like, hours. Yeah, four hours, and then um, we got. I listened to the work tape when we got home, and I basically like rewrote the verses. Um, you went back in and changed stuff. Yeah, because I was like, just I was in a, it was in the Tennessee Orange mood that day. I was like, so like I probably worked on it for two hours by myself. After that, I was just like, I'm obsessed with this idea. Um, but there were su- certain things like I think the I know you raised me to know right from wrong part was in like the second verse. But I in my head, I'm like, I want to confuse people and like have it be so dramatic. Like no one knows what I'm about to talk like say um, or what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And then I sent it back to the writers and I was like, hey, change this. <laughs> Hope and you guys like it. <laughs> and everybody was cool. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. So had you is this a level of passion about creating a song that you hadn't had yet? Because you said you went back home two more hours after writing it for four. And those four-hour <laughs> sessions can be exhausting. Right. It's like, okay, what rhymes with shirt? <laughs> all right, and you're, you're on rhyme zone and you're like, all right, what if we – and you've done that for four hours. Right. And it's mentally and emotionally draining a bit. Did that happen often when you'd write a song for four hours and go back and immediately want to get back on it? Um, if it was an idea that I just loved, then yeah. It's like with Hair Salon, we, we took like four or five different sessions writing that. And I ended up – like the ending part, I kind of, there are things that I like changed on my own, you know, like I'm really, I'm kind of obsessive with the songwriting thing. <laughs> like I like it to, I want it to be perfect and I don't want to just, what I do in rights too is I, if it's not going anywhere or it's not going in the right direction, then I stop it so we don't ruin it. Because if the idea is really good, I don't want to just be tired and on rhyme zone and throw in some crap mm-hmm. lyric just because we're all tired. Like we're all tired. It's a great song, so let's come back to it. No worries. That's pretty good leadership for somebody who, Hasn't been doing this for 20 years, you know, and it's just you knowing what you want. And that's, you right. know, sometimes, you know, with young artists especially, that's hard for them to speak up because they're like, I'm the young artist. They know more than me. But the fact that you can do that because these are your babies. I just, yeah, I just don't want to waste anyone's time because I'm this song, like a song like Tennessee Orange 2 is so specific to me. It's not like we can go pitch that to all of Nashville. So because it's like such a me song, um, I just wanted to make sure that it was right. And eventually it wasn't. But even I thought about, I guess, because I'd worked on it for so long, I sent it to everybody and I'm like, I just don't know if the chorus melody is right. Like if it needs to change or go somewhere else. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. This is great. (laughs) So it was streamed. I looked one million times in five days, which is very impressive for an independent artist. And does that that feel different? No, not really. I'm still... It's just a number. But it's just, but as it's happening though... Is it's just a number, or are you like, dang, this song's really crushing it right now? Like, are you like different than Hair Salon? Different than right? Um, it, I mean, it's definitely cool, um, but nothing crazy. Nothing but, like, all right, I'm I'm about to be famous. Nothing like oh, that. Oh no, <laughs> I'm yeah, no. I it's been really cool to see that many people you know relate to it. It's really popped off on TikTok. Um, there's like a trend where people it's like for couples, you know, and they kind of make it their own, which I think is cool. Does everybody ask you who the Tennessee person is? Oh yeah. What's your standard answer? Cannot confirm or deny. But they didn't. But you didn't say. I didn't even ask who it was. That's not the answer to that question. Exactly. But whatever, whoever the question is about. But I. But I didn't ask about somebody. <laughs> I cannot say yes or no. But I didn't ask a yes or no question. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I'm not saying is it anybody specifically. I'm saying people are asking who it is. If they say who is it, what do you say? You're not saying? Yeah. Will you ever say? No. Ever? No. Is, 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 did you make a, make a person up? No. Okay. That's a, I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah. You're going to write songs about so many people probably <laughs> oh, over yeah. the next 10 years that you know this is something that you'll always probably have to deal with. I think it's, I mean, why would I say too? You know, it ruins the speculation. And it also, if you put a face or a name with something that people can relate their own stories to, it may take away from them being able to relate their own story right. if they're seeing somebody else there. Right. Right? I don't even know if that makes sense, but a lot of times when I find out who songs are written about, I can only think about that. Right. I can't even insert my story into it because songs are written a lot of times. I'll take a message from it. You didn't mean to put in it. Right. right. And you've exactly. done that too to songs. You didn't hurt songs. And you're like, oh, I feel this way about it. But if I knew who it was, say it was some guy named Benji, I would be like, I can only think about Benji. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who relate to having to like a team or change something right. about them because it's exactly. somebody that they kind of fall for. I hate Oklahoma. My wife's an Oklahoma fan. Die hard. <laughs> and it's hard for me to root for Oklahoma, but you know what? I do. Yeah, right, exactly. I actually, so my mom is like a diehard Georgia fan, and I sent her the song, and she was so mad at me. That's like, she was like, that gaudy orange, like. That's why I asked, was <laughs> it hard to sing? And I mean, even yeah. in the video, there's, there's 
a lot of orange at the one I saw in, uh, on yeah. Instagram. We'll see. I have a show coming up in Athens, so um, I'm a little nervous to play it, but hopefully... They boo her. Right. She's like the most loyal get, fan ever, and they boo her off the stage. I get booed off stage. I'm like, you guys have to wait till the end. I still want the dogs to win. The timing is pretty perfect, though, with college football happening. Oh, yeah. And both schools being really good. Like, right. that was that on purpose? Um, we knew that we had to put it out football season if we were going to do it. That's why it was kind of rushed. Like, we tracked... I did vocals, mixed, and master the same day. Get it uploaded on time, so... This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Are some of the people that reached out and said, dang, that's a good song. That you're like, dang, you actually heard that? That's pretty cool. Um, Dan from Dan and Shay. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think. There's been a lot of people super supportive, so it's been cool. Actually, um, this is random, but Nick Saban's daughter posted it and said, this is the closest thing I'll get to liking Tennessee. So it's like... That's like pretty that. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, Nick Saban's daughter. That's close. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one step away from freaking Nick Saban, <laughs> right. who I hate Alabama, but you got to respect Nick Saban. Right. Uh, in your family, it's a pretty passionate football yeah. group, fan group. Mm-hmm. When, when we lost the national championship when I was a sophomore, my mom didn't speak to anyone for like two days. What about when you won it, though? Oh, best that, day ever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to the game? Um, I went to the national championship that we lost. I didn't make it to the— Dang, you went to one you lost. Yeah, that was tough. Oof. That was tough. That would have been real hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost to Texas A&M this week, and I wanted to just jump off the... I was in Vegas, like, 20 stories. I just wanted to jump off the and end The quick it. mood ruiner. <laughs> sucked. Uh, will you wear Tennessee orange when you perform ever? Let's say they say, hey, you have to... Will you wear volunteer orange as, <laughs> as part of some sort of performance? Let's say game day. Well, I'm going to the UGA UT game this year, but mm-hmm. I will be in Georgia Red. I think if I was in Knoxville and I had enough margaritas in me, I could be convinced to wear something orange mm-hmm. have you heard it on the radio yet uh no that'd be pretty cool it would be either radio cool. or satellite radio or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, i i know that the highway plays it but i haven't 
I I still drive a 2010 Mustang, so it's hard for me to listen to the highway. <laughs> we, um, I program a national show that's the uh, the Women of iHeart Country show, and so we're going to play that this weekend, right, Mike? Yep. We're going to play it then. I'll tell you what, this, when's this coming out? This Thursday, yeah, I know. Thursday. If you, what time do you wake up in the morning? When the sun comes up, 7 a.m. Really? Yeah. That'll change. <laughs> oh, man, that'll change quick. <laughs> You're a morning person? Um, yeah. Why don't we play it on the show tomorrow Kay. morning? And if we'll just tell you when, and you listen, and you can hear it for the first time. That on would the, be amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm probably going to cry, so. <laughs> I mean, it won't be with me. I don't care. Cry away. Right. I, won't feel awkward. <laughs> I, won't, I have no idea if you're crying or not. So have at it. So why don't we do it, Mike? Um, do it. Let's do it in like the 8B segment. Okay. Which will be like 8, 10, 8, 10 to 8.20. So if you wake up tomorrow, 8.10 to 8.20, you got to confirm to me you're going to be awake. Like, you're not going to 10 Roof tonight. You're going to be out oh, at 4 no. a.m. If you are, Wait, that's fine. Wait, where will I be? I actually have a bus call tonight. Uh, where will you be? Indiana, maybe, or still on the way. Is there radio? How do you listen to the radio? Well, a couple, <laughs> couple ways. <laughs> a bus. Well, a couple ways. So, we're a national show. So, we're on stations all over the country. But you can always just listen on the app. Okay. That's live, cool. too. Before you leave, we will tell you. Amazing. <laughs> right, Mike? Because she could hear it on the app or, yeah. or something. Definitely. Or we can wait till you get back. It's up to you. I'll figure it out. Okay. I'm down to figure out whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's let's record right now, Mike, and we'll just leave this in the podcast too, a small segment that we'll play tomorrow on the show as well. Okay. Leading into the song. And then we'll have the whole thing. You'll be on the show tomorrow, and we'll play a little clip here that we're about to record, and then we'll play the song. It'll be awesome. That's so cool. Okay, so. Thank you. We'll time this. Got starting it. here. And then I'm going to ask you probably a question I just asked you, but we're okay. going to simplify. Because on the radio show, we have like, I mean, we're on for five hours, but I can't go on for an hour without breaking for commercials. So things right. are a little more tight. So I'm going to ask you again some very simple questions. Be concise, pretty simple, easy. And then we'll cut it up and play it tomorrow right before the song. Okay, good? Cool. Okay, cool. Here we go. Let's... I'm nervous now. Well, there's no need to be nervous. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> same thing. And we can edit it. God. And we can edit it. So uh, we're here with... Uh, Okay, here we go. We're, we're here with Megan Maroney, who, Megan, how long have you lived in Nashville? Uh, two years. And so in that two years, you have written a lot on Zoom. You've written a lot with folks. You've written a lot of songs that have gone viral and, you know, had millions of streams as well. But now you have this monster called Tennessee Orange. But the weird part about it is you're not a Tennessee fan, are you? No, you are. Not. You're an absolute diehard. Georgia fan. Yeah, Georgia Bulldog fan. And when you wrote this song, your mom told you she was not happy? Oh, Yeah. I, I got the wrath. <laughs> Did, has the University of Tennessee sent you any stuff yet? They have not. No one's reached out to give no. you any Tennessee stuff? No, and I'm scared to reach out to Georgia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I'd be a little nervous about that too. Uh, you grew up in Georgia. What was the name of your town? Douglasville. And then what's the Douglasville mascot? You're like your, your high school. Oh, a cougar. You thought they had well, alliteration. Like Douglasville demons. Or... Well, we were the Alexander Cougars. Uh, so it was Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Alexander. What's an Big A thing. alliteration? Alexander. Yeah. Alpacas. <laughs> yeah. Alligators. Al- yeah. Alligators. <laughs> Ant eater. Yeah. So, so you're a cougar, but then you're a bulldog when you go to the University of Georgia and you study uh, accounting because you wanted to be possibly what? An accountant. Just straight up accountant. Taxes. Like, oof. <laughs> You've come a long way from tax yep. caretaker to musician. Uh, you come to Nashville and you're, you're in Nashville for how long until you write this song? I guess that was... A year and a half. So you're here for a year and a half. You write the song. Do you know it's an instant hit? No. Because? I just, I don't know. I I spent a lot of time. I spent like six hours writing it. So <laughs> wasn't sure. It gets millions of streams in the first week that it's out. And you're feeling the love from a lot of people. Dan from Dan and Shay reached out. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> I mean, I saw it on uh, Reels on Instagram the first time. that I, that I, I think I wrote something like, the song's awesome or something like that. And so here we are. We're going to play it today. How would you describe this song, Tennessee Orange? Because it's not exactly you being a Tennessee fan. It's you being a fan of somebody who's a Tennessee fan. Right. Yeah, so describe the song in like 15, 20 seconds, exactly what you were thinking and what you wanted to get out there. Um, I remember describing this as the closest thing I could write to a love song. Um, it's not super crazy, but I would wear a color for you. And I think being from the South and being a UGA grad, um, that says a lot. If I'm willing to wear a Tennessee orange, that for says you. a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I won't wear Oklahoma red for my wife. So, <laughs> still, still won't do it. Okay, here is Tennessee orange. Now, do you say who you wrote it about? 
No. Okay, no, she does not. She neither <laughs> confirms nor denies that she even wrote the song. <laughs> right. say. Like, I don't even know right. who wrote it. Right. Uh, Megan Maroney, <laughs> here is Tennessee Orange. First time we've played it here on the Bobby Bone Show. See, look, that's it. That's so cool. And you got to have a little more energy when you, like we did. Because right. it was like, this is how I normally talk. <laughs> right. I'm like, but then when, it's like, all right, here we go. We got to talk. That's so cool. So we'll put that on tomorrow. And by the time people hear this, I guess that'll be yesterday. Yep. Right, Mike? Um, so we'll figure out a way for you to listen to it. And it'll be super cool. I don't know what, what else to say except it'll be super cool. Cool. And it'll probably turn you into a superstar immediately. <laughs> Anytime I play a song, people become instant millionaires. Haven't you heard? Uh, I have not heard yeah. that. That's, that's kind of but, word going around. But incredible. <laughs> It is incredible. <laughs> Your EP, Pistol Made of Roses, uh, why the name? So that's a lyric in I Love Me, the first track. Um, and I just feel like it kind of encompasses the whole record. There's like sad songs, but there's also songs that are like don't mess with me. And I feel like that's kind of who I am. I think on your your bio on one of your accounts, it was like emo cowgirl. What is, what is it? Professional emo cowgirl. What, what does that mean? And why those words? Um... Because I am professionally emotional in the country genre. <laughs> How would so. your friends describe you if if I were just to see one of them out and I was like, hey, you know who I met? Uh, I was hanging out and talking to Megan. What is she like as a person? Um, I'm definitely the... Uh, my mood, I feel like, dictates the group. You know, if I, That's why I know if I'm not in a good mood, I just don't go out because I'll bring everyone down somehow. But I'm kind of expected to like be the um, extroverted... You have a lot of energy? I do, yeah. Do you get energy from being around people? No. It, yeah, I, so I love being with people, but then I also love being alone and isolating myself you, until I'm recharged. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So you isolate, recharge. And then I'm ready and then to go. And spend it all out with them. Right, yeah. Okay. All right, well, I think we've said it all. Mike, what do you think? I think it's good. Anything, <laughs> I, anything I've missed? I think we got it all. So tell your brother and your dad they should be part of the family, the new family band, the Megan Maroney <laughs> band, the Megan Maroney experience. That's probably what it is, right? <laughs> And then they moved to town. What's your dad do? My dad is in aerospace metal sales. So your dad's in aerospace and your brother's a lawyer. Yeah, but my other brother's a nurse. They're, so they're all doing like... <laughs> <laughs> such different things. Yeah. I mean, all are awesome <laughs> yeah. and all are extremely difficult, but that is a whole different path. Right, yeah. What's your parents think about right now where you are in the stage of your career? Are they proud of you? Oh, yeah. They, they think they can't even really... Like I told them I was had an interview with you and they were like, Bobby, the Bobby Bones. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it, it's just, they, it's funny. They, they're they just small town people, you know what I mean? So when I tell them, oh, I got put on this playlist and this is why this is cool, they're like, cool. <laughs> like, they're like, that many people? You have that many streams? They're like, how? Oh, <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. It's really cool to see. And I just, what I like about you is you know, you know what you want. When you walk into a song, songwriting room, you're like, this is what I want to do. And people can either get with it or, or not, but you know who you are, and who you are will change a hundred times, and that's all okay, too. Right. And it's, it's super cool to see your success. Well, good luck. Thank you. And tomorrow we'll play your song. But if you're listening, that was yesterday. That's right. We're messing with time right now. <laughs> um, you guys can follow Megan at Megan Maroney, M-O-R-O-N-E-Y, right? Am I saying that right? Moroni-E-Y. That's how you say it? Wait, what? <laughs> Maroney, but okay, Oh, my God. I thought spelling. it was Moroni the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was like, your manager should probably told you to not say, not be Morani. <laughs> no, just spelling wise, because people always want to throw an A in there. And that's not correct. So spelled <laughs> moron, E-Y. Yes. That's pretty funny too. <laughs> you say, see, that's, that's self-deprecating even. The fact that you'll say that. Uh, okay, you guys check out Megan. And other than that, we are good. And Megan, we'll see you uh, after you have a couple massive hits. We'll do it again. All right? Oh, yeah. All right, thanks. <laughs> This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.